And then he said, don't wish it was easier, wish you were better. Don't wish for less problems, wish for more skills. I can't catch a break, guys. Yeah. Get them the fuck away from me. I can't, I can't be around those guys. People think, oh well, cleaning your room, that's just a cliche. It's like, yeah, really, eh? Just go ahead and try it. If people had any idea how powerful sleep is for healing from anything, and the fact that it's free. My mind is absolutely bulletproof, solid as a rock. Podcast. And we're live! Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Fighting Fit Show. Today, I am joined by the lovely Chris. What's the crack, guys? How are you, Chris? What's the crack? I am very well. Good. Hey. Glad to hear us. How are you? I'm good. Really excited to hear that we are getting a new gym. What's up with that? It's a, it looks very cool. It's very, very big. We're not going to make the whole podcast about getting the new gym. We're going to do a separate podcast about that, and we'll bring the main man, Stephen, and we'll have a chat about the details and the vision and the plan and all that crack. But the TLDR for that is that it's way bigger, we've loads more room for activities, and uh, it's, we can finally sort of do the stuff that we want to do where we're not restrained, or we don't have our hands tied behind our back in terms of space. TLDR. Too long, didn't read. There you go. There you go. All right, guys, so today we just kind of want to have a little banterful chat, uh, just kind of see what the crack is. Just talk through some, some ideas, uh, things that, you know, as coaches we notice and that maybe some of our pet peeves and just things that we deal with on a daily basis. And just hopefully you guys hearing them from our side might help you and give you some insight as to the thinking behind fixing the problems and addressing them and, you know, what fr- frustrates us and, um, you know, how we deal with problems and hopefully that should help and inform you guys. Yeah. All right. So let's start with the juicy stuff. All right. Describe... Um, the absolute worst client. The worst client? The worst yeah, client. Like, what's the worst way for, let's say, a member to approach their fat loss journey or joining us? The biggest thing, the biggest frustration that I see for people is getting frustrated. So when people get frustrated, what ends up happening is they kind of lose all rational thinking. <laughs> and it becomes an emotional battle as opposed to um, something that's numbers based. It's mm-hmm. facts. It's it's facts, not feelings. Um, obviously, you have to contend with your feelings, but if you have got to the point where you're frustrated, you, you're, you're, we, we've gone so far past the problem already now that you know we have to pr- pretty much redress the whole plan and start again. You think so? Just not, not like, not, not like you know, you don't. Ha- plan. Yeah, you well, don't. If you're going for a running goal and you've tried to hit, let's say, a sub twenty the last five times in a row, and you're still only getting like. 23 minutes and you're consistently getting when you get 23 minutes like that's obviously frustrating or one of the other frustrating things that could happen is like someone's injured and they're trying to uh, they're, they're trying to work past the injury and then like they feel like they're better to get back for the first session and then re-injure themselves mm-hmm. and then uh, like if that's not frustrating frustrating like I don't know what else is but on top of that uh, people can get frustrated with just like the standard that we set like one of the we set a few basic standards one's 10,000 steps every day and um, one is hit your protein uh, one is show up four times per week, and uh, another one is track your food, and that's really it. That's that's our our uh, our standard. If now, you, that might seem easy, or it might seem like an awful lot, but that depends on where you're at yeah, and your lifestyle. Yeah. So, like, if you um, are, let's say, you know, a gym instructor, or let's say a building surveyor, or whatever you are, if you're up and you're walking around all day, let's say you're working in a hair salon or whatever it is, and you're on your feet all day. You are going to burn more calories naturally without any effort than someone who um, 
than someone who sits at a desk all day, like a, you know, an, a software engineer or a coder or um, a telecommunications person or whatever it is. Like, if you spend all day sitting or if you are up on your feet all day, that's a massive factor. And some people, um, when we give them the challenge of, let's say, 10,000 steps, they gawk at us or like, oh, how could I do that? That sounds like such a big number. When like for us, if you're on work, you're on work what half five in the morning or five fifteen in the morning, and from doing the few classes, like I'm sure you're at ten thousand by twelve o'clock in the morning. Mm, probably like seven eight because now we're limited with COVID and stuff. We're limited for space, so I'm pretty much pacing the box nah. <laughs> as opposed to whereas I used to literally pace the entire room, run around, do burpees and all that kind of stuff. Um, but as well as that, you know, an awful lot to be said about the quality of steps as well as just the actual number of the steps. Um, but again, it's a, it's, a, it's a nice rough guideline to, to, to work off. It's a general level of activity. Um, but yeah, um, it can be quite frustrating if you're not hitting the numbers that are set out in front of you. But the big thing is like, okay, so let's just lighten the load a little bit, lower, lower the bar, you know, make, make life easier for yourself. Let's get some wins, let's get some good momentum going. The last thing you wanna do is see a client frustrated with themselves because again, frustration is only a kick in the arse away from quitting or a kick in the arse away from um, you know, going back to, to, to old habits and yeah. need, needing a break. Because again, when you're frustrated, you're, you're taking on too much, you know what I mean? Or you're, you're working hard, you're not working smart. You know mm. what I mean? Frustration is, shouldn't be part of the process because it's just, a, it, you're taking on a workload that's too big for you and you're, you're just hammering at something that's just not working for you. And again, that's just, that is, that's, that'll frustrate anybody. But the big thing is like, that's why you have a coach. You know, you have a coach to avoid frustration because we can set up a plan. We know what you're capable of. We know what you should be doing. We know what you're capable of doing. So that's when you, like if you're, if you're even getting mildly frustrated, that's when you should make contact with a coach or even well before yeah. that. Yeah, so um, what I was gonna say, I was gonna say, say something along the lines of like, let's add some value here and be like, how do you handle frustration? So what do you do when you're frustra frustrated? First thing is like, get in touch with your coach and try and articulate it as clearly as you can. And say articulate, I mean, say everything. Give us as much information as we can go on, whether it's stress from your job, whether it's too much pressure, whether it's too little pressure, whether you're not making enough gains, whatever it is, get in touch with your coach, let him know what's going on. Because again, we have, a different perspective on this than, than you would live in it. And even as a coach, like I get frustrated with some of the stuff that I do, I say it to Brandon, and Brandon just goes, oh, from his outside perspective, just gives a little bit of clarity, and then all of a sudden it doesn't seem as frustrating, and it can be possible. A problem shared is a problem halved. Exactly. You know, exactly. and that really is true. Like honestly, like 100%. Everybody gets lost in their own perspective, and we all kind of have these systems in our heads and way of figuring things, and they work and they're useful, and that's great, but every once in a while, like I said, you get frustrated, obviously you're, you're missing something. You're missing a piece, you're doing something that maybe you shouldn't be doing or you're, 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 you're not doing something that you should be doing and it's very, very useful. Like there's so many times that I say useful, or useful um, obvious stuff to people and they're like, oh my God, that's so useful, thanks so much. <laughs> um, and, and then there's other times, you know, where somebody says something to me and they're like, I'm like, oh, I'm just, uh, I'm, my wits end with this and then, you know, you guys come along and give me some coaching tips and all this kind of stuff. And that's, it, it's, it's, so, it's so cool as well because like, I've, I've come from that place and obviously, you know, as a coach, I had to start from somewhere and like to me, I like my diet at uh, one stage of my life consisted of beans and toast. Like that was pretty much all I eat was beans, toast and... I, I, I remember once when, uh, back when I was about 16, you, there was a little running joke where uh, you did home ec, I didn't do home ec, but because of that, I didn't know how to use an oven and Brandon did. So what I was doing was that uh, I figured out that I could fry stuff and I ended up... <laughs> I ended up like frying on a pan toast 
okay? But it was covered in oil and I had beans. I just liked it better, tasted better, but it was awful. It gave me really bad heartburn all that sort of stuff. But I'd make beans and toast, but like deep fried bread. It was really awful. You don't need an oven fried. to make bread. No, I know, but... To make bread um, to make toast. I was, let's say, very um, uh, challenged when it came to prep and cuisine. A toaster, dude. I know, but I, I, I wanted to do it better because uh, yeah, we made yeah. like a, was a soda falls or something like that there. And I was an idiot. I really was. I didn't really know how to make make proper fry bread, but I thought that was funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, so, and again, by the way, me doing home ec, like was putting butter in beans and salt and pepper. Like that was the extent of my knowledge. <laughs> um, and look, I mean, this is it. Like everybody's coming from, from their own experience. Like some people, like Jerry, like we've clients here and they are... Like master chefs, like yeah, way better than us. Way better prepping, way better doing stuff like that. There, Un- unbelievable. And then we have some people who have no cooking skills at all, and you tell them that they have to maybe cook pasta once, and they're like, oh, I couldn't do that. And like they, they, or they, they get frustrated with their goals because they're not prepping, and then they're just like unwilling to prep. Mm-hmm. And it's like, try yeah, okay. it, <laughs> try it okay, once, hundred percent. Like I mean, like it's really like if you're partaking in a health and fitness journey and you have like let's say a lot of money, like I mean like. Like that's I know it's relative, but like for your own perspective, if I say a lot of money and you say, "Boom, that's me," you probably have a lot of money. So the thing <laughs> about it is, is like if you feel like you have a lot of money, fine. Maybe you don't ever need to learn to cook. Maybe you can always outsource that. One hundred percent. But generally, like if you don't have a lot of money, you need to learn to cook. Like yeah. it is one hundred ten percent. There is no way you're getting through your health and fitness journey and going to end up making food that tastes good that you're going to stick to your plan if you don't know how to cook. If right. you don't know how to cook, that is skill number one. Yeah, and on top of that, it's not as bad as you make it out to be in your head. It's actually not a bad thing at all, especially if you have a phone and you can stick on YouTube and you just go, boom, put that there, have a plane away, or a podcast where you have headphones. Maybe not headphones. I hope there is somebody listening to this prepping their food right now. I really do too. That would be deadly. That would be unreal. If you do, you have to tag us. Uh, take a screenshot, put it on Instagram, tag FF Moving Coach and FF Chris and M. All right. Yeah, um, so ne- next kind of frustration um, that I Actually, have. Actually, very quick, I was going to ask, what, what's the worst way to handle frustration? What is the worst way to do it? Let's say you're a fighting fit member and you're starting to get frustrated because stuff's not happening as quickly as you want. What do you do? What's the worst way to handle it? Give up. Give up. Give up, not mess your coach. Avoid them. Yeah, Hopefully, like, hope that you're not called out on it. Yeah, but I, I mean, like, I mean, this is the thing. I mean, like, if if you are a member um, or you're just engaging in your health and fitness journey in general and you're quitting, is like, there's there's a great quote, and it's kind of like, you know, it's like, um, obviously, it's you're you're hitting frustration going through the process, but it's like, you're I, I would assume you're doing this for some kind of out, um, outcome for a goal. So it's like quitting's not going to get you there any quicker. It's not. You know what I mean? It's like, not. and a hundred percent. Like, I mean, I wish I wish I wish people would just understand. It's like. You need to make this journey enjoyable. Like by all means, obviously, if you're getting frustrated or just fed up just by the sheer monotony and the sheer consistency of your actions, it's like yeah, by all means, take a break. That's that's different to giving up. Try something new. Yeah, but it, but it's, maybe change up a goal. No, but even like I said, like if I like if you want to take a week or you know a couple of days and go to the beans and toast and you know just do whatever is easiest for you, you know, it's like that's fine. It is going to cost you. It's like and so factor that in. You know, it's, it's fine. It's going to cost you, but. It needs to be a case whereby it's like if you feel like you need a break, you need to be in a headspace where you feel like, okay, it's fine to take a break without going, okay, like there's a difference between taking a break and giving up. Hmm, 100%. Well, a cool, one of the cool phrases I know is learn to rest, not quit. Yeah. Take a break. break. Take a little bit of a break. 100%. Rest. When you feel like you've got enough rest, get back at it. Yeah. That's it. It's that simple. It like, literally, literally is that simple. And that's the key to consistency. Like, oh, I'm a bit, fr- bit frustrated. Do you want me to break? That, like, I, I, because it's Christmas, I have to have these conversations with clients a fair bit. They're like, oh, um, just you know it's New Year and all 
like the sweets and all coming in. Oh, I just want to take a, take a wee break and take my profit fast. I don't want to set any new goals or anything like that. There, I'm like, all right, you have that option. I'll tell you what, I'll allow it. I don't know. Or when it comes January, you can be two kilos closer to your goal. Yeah. What do you want? What do you, you want to take a break and for like, oh yeah, no, I really do. I actually, it's just a little bit of hassle now. I have to go get to shopping. The kids are like, no problem. Yeah. No problem. Take a wee break. Stay training. Maybe the calorie surplus. You can work a little bit harder in the in the gym. Yeah. And they're like, oh, happy days. And then, but for others, they're like, oh, maybe that two kilos does sound, sound pretty good. I'm like, all right, well, here's the cost. It is going to cost something. Are you willing to pay that? And if you're like, if it's not like a, yeah, no, that sounds doable. Well, then we readjust until it's like, yeah, that sounds pretty doable. I can do that. Yeah, and I and again, like Christmas, it's it, you know, Christmas is a day. <laughs> I know. You know, like I have people taking it off since November. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, my God, my God, like, it's I mean, is that frustrating for you? It's. it's <laughs> do you want to quit? You know what it is? It's. I know this is the thing. It's like even as a, as a coach, if I get frustrated, like my first call to action is how do I fix this? Yeah. You know, it's like okay, what's the solution? You know, it's like I get like I get frustrated all the time, and my frustration just lets me know okay, I'm out of knowledge. You know, my current abilities and you know knowledge is has run dry. Now I need to go find out how to fix this. You know, because I like my like my first priority is to help people. You know, right. I I want every like that's that's a, that's a big point. I think everyone like not everyone, but um, a lot of the members uh, here like it would be really cool if they just understood that we're here to help. And not criticize. I literally like I judge. <laughs> I judge nobody. The only, like the only person that I judge is no. Actually, that's not true. Probably you. I don't, <laughs> yeah, true. Like I, I generally like I would like to say that I judge those who get frustrated and quit. It's like I don't even like. I just have ultimate empathy, and it does get frustrating after a while when we just keep running into the same obstacle. And but, and to me, when I see somebody running into the same obstacle again and again, like that really that that's a mindset. No, so the the, the, the worst is let, let's say like a lie. The worst is a lie. If someone's lying to you to your face eh, about what they're doing, or like they if so if because we have had it where, where a couple of members eh, would have said something like, "No, I'm trying really really hard. I'm trying my best," and you know they haven't done a tap. Yeah, you, you know they haven't done a tap, but they just want, all they want to do is save face and just keep yeah, everything ever name all the thing, and it's like the best thing to do is to be honest. I fuck up my diet. You fuck up your diet. The people fuck up from training. You don't have to train every single day to stay in shape. 100%. But if you're looking to get in shape, do you know, like, it's probably a good idea to start training. 70, 78%. Like, I'll take 60%. Like, if you generally, like I said, depends where you're starting at. If you're starting from ground zero and you generally, like, don't do anything, you never track your food, you would, like, again, from your perspective, your diet is shit. Mm. It's like, cool, I'll take a 50% effort. I'll take 50 50. I'll take, 20, I'll take any effort. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Any effort in the right direction. Yeah, and it's like, all right, you do that. Once you can do that consistently and well, we'll are you ready to step it up or do you want to leave it like this for another wee while? Oh, I want to leave it like this for real. All right, I'll yeah. ask you next week. Yeah. And the other side of it is as well, it's like, you know, uh, when it comes to taking breaks, it's like, you have, like, I'm, because I'm a big firm in a kick in the arse as well. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like, like, you can't take breaks all year. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like, like there's people who's like, it comes to Christmas and they're like, oh, do you know what it is? I just want a break and I'll after Christmas. It's like, you took a break from September to November. You know, it's like, your break season, in my opinion, like, should be over if your goal means enough to you. And then that's, that's the other well, side. On, on top of that, like, there's another way to look at it, which is like, why do you need a break? Yeah, yeah. Why do you need a break? Okay, yeah, so, why okay, need a break? let's get into the meat of it now. It's like, okay, let's diagnose what's stressing you. What's your problem? Like, what is... You, usually, usually it's stress. Usually yeah. it's stress and overwhelm is why... Uh, Joe, people want a break. It's like there's too much getting 10,000 steps, having your food organized, and showing up to work out for half an hour four times a week. 
is too stressful. But it's like, okay, why? And if that's true, because again, I don't know what, what everyone else lives like, but I've heard some of the stories from people's lives trying to dissect the problem, and like sometimes they're really fucking tough situations. This is insane, in. yeah. So this you is know, it. like the six kids and all this yep. sort of stuff, and like doing you know, a full time job. And, and this is this someone is, to look after. This is where this is where the frustration comes with because when you then set the bar too high, mm. you're like you're set up to fail. Yeah. You know, like you're 100 like you've got you've got nine kids. You know, you've got three husbands. You're looking after everybody. You know, you're looking after everybody. Um, you know, financially you're strapped. You're trying to make it all work, and you're trying to do it from what, like, like a great kind of um, analogy would be when we do the forward fold here. What does everybody do? They've seen they've seen forward fold in a yoga class, or they've seen an image of it, and they do their best to interpret, you know, perfection. Although this is their first time ever doing the move, they assume they should be perfect. Yeah. And that's a nice... Same. That's a, yeah. <laughs> Same. Oh, 100%. And that's a nice kind of way to look at it, but it's a poor assumption if you kind of take it, like, if you take it from a humble attitude, it's like, you've never done yoga before. Like, give the yogis some credit. Yeah. To say it's like, to you, for you to be able to do a full forward fold, like, is excellent. Mm. So for you to never done yoga, for you to have an office job, for you to not be an athlete, to be as arrogant to think that you're gonna get it straight away. I'm gonna jump in and I'm just gonna be able to do a forward fold. So you better believe my legs are gonna be locked. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, <laughs> but it, but again, like, it, like it, it's it's just it's it's ignorance in the nicest possible way, mm-hmm. and it's just it's you're just a little bit ignorant to how complex this actually is. Yeah, it's not called people ignorant, arrogant. But what, but no, but what, what, what would you? But that's what it is. No, that's what it is. I'm only joking. Like, what it was, is a better way to to phrase that? No, there's none. Yeah, there's it's, none. Like, it's, it's, not, like, it's not like, oh, you're ignorant. It's like, oh, it's just, I was, I was ignorance is bliss as they say. You know what I mean? Um, oh, I'm doing great. <laughs> yeah. And then, or, or I, a little bit naive. You know, just yeah. kind of think like, like and, and I know I did because like I remember, and it led to many injuries. Like when I started lifting weights, I assumed I should be able to lift the big weights straight away. Yeah. And I wasn't. I wasn't fit to, and I generally blew my shoulder, my knee, my ankle, my back, everything. I blew it all out. So Brandon, if you're not watching this on YouTube, Brandon's currently in a wheelchair. <laughs> Full body cast. Um, yeah, I mean, like it's 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 it's. Peter it, shook his head. And it's, that the, one. it's it's the same way. It's the same with your diet. You know what I mean? It's like you have to start humble. You yeah. Know, you have to start really, really humble, and it's like you go back to basics until the basics are automatic. You yeah. know what I mean? And let's say you're in that situation. Let's say. What are the basics? What are the basics? So the basic basi- nutrition, real quick. If you want to take a snippet of this one, it's a po- have a protein shake post workout. Have thirty grams of protein at each meal. Have a fistful of vegetables at each meal. Don't overeat your carbs, and uh, that's about it. Cool. Let's start even simpler. Go for it. Have an apple. Have an apple. Have, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have an apple. No, no. Have Think, an... have an automatic thought for an apple to be a good snack. <laughs> or yeah. a banana, yeah. or something like that. Fruit, snack. Is, fruit is not bad, guys. Fruit is not bad. I have never had somebody come to me and say, Brian, you know what it is? I, I have so many apples, it's crazy. <laughs> like, I, the dentist told me if I have another apple, my teeth are gonna fall out. Like, it's, it's not, the, it's never the problem. The problem is always, the picture as a whole, yeah. you know what I mean? And as the picture as a whole, it's like you're never gonna change the entire picture. You have to change a detail, you know, one detail at a time. So it's like, okay, can we add an apple into your diet? It's like, I hate apples. It's like, right, it's like, but even if you hate apples, it's like your response to eating an apple, like, and I know myself from my own- Why is it too strong, yeah, yeah. Why is your response so strong? Why is your response so strong? It's because like, you're so- Why are you against this? It's like, I, you're, you're, you're just so unused to change. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like you, we people, like people, people are creatures of habit. We love our comfort zone. You know what I mean? We like what we like and we're set in our ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And the reason that's the same is because it's like, when your brain is wired, it's like, 
for you to then deviate from your path of survival is risky in your in like from a, yeah, no, from an, a, a, a biological standpoint yeah 100% no I, I agree I agree um, and the older you get the more set in your ways you, you become because again everyone's life is different and the older you get the, the more different your life is to someone else's yeah. uh, and Good point. you come up with a very very effective way of managing all that or maybe good enough way of yeah. management maybe not effective for some no, no because I, I, think, I, think, I think you're kind of right there like unless genuinely like unless right now you're very unhappy like like if in general like let's but whatever you've been doing has worked. It's worked because you've survived up until yeah. now. If you're so dead, like, it didn't work. So like, like, like for, yeah, like for talk's sake, let's say you're in you're in work mm-hmm. and the cake shows up mm-hmm. and you've had a stressful day and you eat the cake and you feel good. You feel good. It's like, nice. Is that not uh, love cake? Is, is that not a good solution to wanting to pick me up? Yeah, it's, like, a, it's a reasonable short-term solution. It works. Yeah, hundred percent. If you. Um, Hmm, what, what would be another good one? Like, let's say, like, you're pressed for time in the evening and you order a takeaway. Mm-hmm. That's a good solution. It's like, I, I, I've got no time, I'm hungry, boom. And it's reinforced by a big dope, dopamine hit eh, because, you know, it tastes delicious. Unbelievable. So, yeah. so then, oh, maybe that was a good idea, maybe I'll do it again. It comes easier to do it next time. Yeah. Now, anyone ever notice that, you know, if you're doing really, really well in your diet, everything's fine, and then all of a sudden, so you get one takeaway, and then all of a sudden, so you have it the next week again and the frequency just gets you haven't had a takeaway for about two months and then all of a sudden you have three takeaways yeah. in one week and you're that like what literally, happened that literally happened me during the summer 100% yeah <laughs> like 100% it's very very easy to fall into that into that perpetual loop because it's easy yeah it's easy and then you you forget about how um, how good you felt when you're making your wee salads or making your wee sandwiches or we've agreed on everything so far Chris do you think there's anything that we don't agree on that we don't agree on hmm just make it interesting let's see um I'd say, no, I'd say we agree on most things, but we might think we disagree. Like, the kicking the arse thing. Like, I think everyone needs a kick in the arse at some point, but I think um, empathy works. I think empathy is more effective uh, with someone who has a, a growth mindset. So if you have a growth mindset and, uh, you know, they're just falling off the wagon, um, but, like, let's say they're just they're unprepared and everyone seems a little bit overwhelming, you tell them, tell them to be like, Get your ass in gear, David Goggins. It fucking keep pushing through. Uh, will either depending on the, the personality of the person, they'll either be like, "Oh yeah, can do," or it'll be like, "Ah, leave me alone, please. I don't want yeah, no, any more no, effort." No, I still agree with you. Yeah, was, I still agree with you. The reason being is because although I love that kicking the ass mentality, that's not what I use all the time. Yeah, all, it, all, it resonates with you. On my, no, you did it, and no, it's effective. I don't even use it myself. Yeah. I, I use it half the time, yeah. and then the other half the time, I like I am the most empathetic person with myself. Like I literally. I have so much sympathy for myself. It's not even. It's not even funny. You're oh, sorry. I, I no. Go on. We will disagree with. Go on. So um, one of the things that we will disagree with, and we might get into we <laughs> we write about this, um, but let's say strength training. Okay, so you're the mobility king. All right, you. He he's established himself as the mobility king no. by uh, getting I, himself. I love mobility. I've made some some so helpful let's improvements say in, in the fight fit. His squat is per, like almost perfect. I would say it's almost perfect. Um, probably perfect. Yeah, he's dramatic, really, really dramatic improvements yeah, made. Yeah. Dramatic improvements still needed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, so I would assume I'm assuming your argument would be to drop the weights, okay? Uh, don't load up anymore, and um, don't lift heavy weights if you have poor mobility, mm-hmm. okay? Um, whereas it's like if the mobility, my argument would be, and again, I do uh, yoga and all that sort of stuff as well. Um, if mobility isn't hindering you, okay, and you can still lift the weights and you can do it safely with good technique, well then, 
there's no you don't need like you don't need a perfect squat to squat heavy does that make sense mm -hmm. like and as you keep squatting the more you squat the better it will be for your actual squat so like that's what i would say um the more practice you get at something the better you get uh, whereas like if you want to squat safely again if there's no pain and all that sort of stuff as well as well uh, you can keep it up and there's no need to stop drop the weights regress and get full mobility before you even start yeah um my thinking on that is um and i kind of took this a little bit from jordan peterson is everything you do matters mm -hmm. not one thing you don't do matters and so for you let's say like i know no, the things you don't do matter as well yeah exactly yeah but if you do something and you even kind of think like like i know my squat isn't perfect mm -hmm. so would, like in an ideal world would you strive for perfect action all the time so no what i what i would do the only thing that i disagree with is um is having to regress to keep up in your weights i know so what i would say is um like when you're squatting it's i'm not saying i'm not making a defense for not working on your mobility yeah. for a squat i'm not making that case at all what i'm saying is like no you keep loading up the weights and you will get better over time and maybe don't go heavy every time but like you can, there's no problem with going heavy i would say you can you can lift as heavy as you can lift as long as you maintain a neutral spine re, no re yeah reasonable perfect uh, mechanics and as soon as those reasonable part is that maximum it could be like you know like you know 80 to 90 percent you know what i'm saying but i mean like i mean like it's pretty close to perfect mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i mean like we're talking human error i'm not talking about mechanical faults or poor positioning i'm talking about you know you might have you know wobbled your knees a little bit or something like that but even still it's like if you are not like and it so it's like okay so let's say take, take a squat because you said a squat let's see a squat the second your heels change position that's your range and if you are to move outside that range you put your entire system at risk because every i believe every little thing you do matters and you have no idea the butterfly effect how that affects everything else and i believe that if you are looking for your like again it's not about you couldn't produce more force it's not that you couldn't progress as an athlete but are you moving towards your maximum capacity by moving away from perfect form i think like i think i think is going to degrade your performance more than it's going to help you in the long term fair does that make sense it does you know because as i said every little thing that you do matters everything not one thing so again you cheat in your diet it matters you lie once it matters you turn your heels out when you know you shouldn't the, the key is it's like you know oh, yeah the goal it's like if you can't help it you're trying yeah. your best that's no, it no 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 if you don't know if you don't if you don't know fine but as soon as you know now you're making poor decisions yeah but i think we'd actually again i think we'd end up agreeing on this if you're half the true strength program squat numbers have been going up you're like bloody feel bloody great and then all of a sudden you find you're made aware your heels knocking. Yeah. should you cut the program no you should you should reduce your range of motion so okay. so if you want to progress in weights you find the range of motion that works for you for strength training if the goal is strength mm. well then you should progress in the range that you have and as soon like because again let's say the weights go up and your goal is to develop more strength well then what you should do is you should progress your strength gains but you should maintain form yeah because then because because then, then in my opinion then what you've done is you've now changed from what was a squat which has certain movement principles yeah, and now those and now those now those principles have changed that's not a squat anymore 
-hmm. That's something else. You know what I mean? And the fact that you changed during the movement from what you agreed at the start, you said, okay, this is the goal. Feet straight, shoulders back, knees down. And okay, that changed. Well, that's not a squat anymore. You failed a rep. Mm. That's my opinion. And for you then to progress on top of failure, it's like, well, now you... And, and the only reason I'm saying this is because I did it so, and I got injured. So would you say that the only, the only defense I have against that is that the strength gains, let's say you finish a 12-week program, you lose strength very slowly. You lose strength gains very, very slowly. Like... If you, and if you do lose them, you get them back very quickly. Yeah. Um, so I would say that benefit there would um, outweigh the short term, uh, the short term, let's say downside of just and, pushing through. And this is with squatting with poor form. Yeah. So again, it depends. Yeah, yeah, more. yeah. This, it, I, I it's know, it's not perfect. Heels turning a little bit. You get down. You can still go. Let's say ask the grass. Yeah. Um, you get down, but your uh, heels turning, and then you drive back up. You get super strong. Let's say you're squatting two hundred kilos. Um, with that form, yeah. Okay, and then you fix, yeah, yourself. Would you see a reduction in your power, or would you see an increase? Well, here's what you've done. You've done two things. One, you've put yourself at a risk of injury. Okay. So when you're doing that, it's like it's it's, it's not guaranteed that you're going to progress, and it's not guaranteed that, yeah, it's not guaranteed that you're going to progress. You might get injured in your in this attempt. So every time that you're moving outside that perfect form, the reason that the form is there is to keep you safe. That's, that's really the object of the form. And once you move outside that, you're lining up your, your mechanics in a way that's not safe. That's, you know. And again, if you're doing it in a safe way, well then, in my opinion, you are probably adhering to proper form, hmm. if that makes sense. And then next up would be, if you do get through that, well now what you've done is you've reinforced poor form. And yeah. so what happens now in your mobility training, if you did get through injury-free, which is, it's, it, like, it's nearly random. You know, we've seen people, I've seen people with terrible form, go on for you know, to be yeah, for ages, absolutely yeah. unbelievable but i also do know that nearly everybody that trains get injured you know yeah so again actually let's address that sorry sorry just one last thing is that then when you come back to your mobility you are now going to have to unglue and undo the strength that you're after reinforcing because let's say for talk's sake you know your it band for whatever reason was in a poor position now you're after solidifying that poor position, you're gonna to have to unstick and unglue that first before you can pull it into a proper position. Because I, would, I, would, I would argue that that there is, um, is, is worth it. Yeah, well, it, it, it depends on what your for goal is. Yeah, if, yeah. Like, I mean, like, for me, it's like, it doesn't mean that much to me to squat 180 kilo. There are some people who would literally blow out their knees to do that. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, if that's what you want, that's fine, but for me, I come from the, the, the perspective of longevity in your training. You know, like, I like, agree, like I agree. My, my whole thing is, I want to be pain free until I'm dead. Yeah. Like I, I don't, like, and I know what it's like, and I knew, I didn't know unconsciously because I was in pain for years and didn't know. Yeah, that's what I think is really weird about, um, about the health and fitness journey. So, um, you're about like you didn't, you're unconscious to the, to the pain and discomfort you're actually in because that was normal. Yeah. So let's say, in the background, there was just this hum of, ah. Oh, that's what squatting was. Yeah. Squatting was a sore back. Yeah. Squatting, <laughs> squatting was a sore back. Like if I didn't have a squat, sore back, it's like like I like I didn't, but I didn't know any different. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like. Would you say Would you say that um, when people let's say stop drinking for a while from drinking every single weekend and then they go back and have a couple of drinks and they're like, oh god, I feel awful that drinks. Would you say um, there's something similar there? Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. It's the exact same. You know, it's literally like you don't know any different. Like whatever you do, like your body becomes accustomed. Yeah. Yeah. I think the same happens with nutrition as well. So if um, you're eating really well for ages and all of a sudden you have like a big Chinese, you're like, oh, I need 
fucking like that as much as I thought I did. Yeah, true. Oh, my true. stomach feels all weird now. Oh. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, one thing that I would say is just when you reinforce poor posture, as you said, for the sake of your strength, it depends what stage you are in your life. If you're a power lifter, and you've got competitions coming up, maybe you don't want to take two years off. Lomachenko, the boxer, his dad made a very smart decision and took him out of boxing for two years and moved him into Ukrainian folk dancing because it was better for him. It sounds ridiculous, but very smart he, is li- he is literally like, and it, so he basically took him away from one skill to develop completely new attributes. And for me, as you said, strength is lost very, very slowly. Mm-hmm. My deadlift pretty much remained the exact same and I, took, I moved away from all heavy lifting for a long long period of time but but my my only thing with that that rationalization would be um your deadlift that you tested you never really trained deadlift to to progress in terms of like linear strength uh, linear strength model so like when you first got your deadlift what was it 180 or 170 no 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 your max no that, that was after that was after a lot of mobility work okay well so your, my, my max deadlift was 120 no, we did, we did it that one day. Remember, you were crack artist. So yeah. in our early uh, days in our hat and fitness industry, Brandon deadlifted, there's a, I think we have a video of it, 160 kilos. And uh, you looked like a very angry cat. Okay. Uh, when you're dead. Do you remember that one? And I was giving out to you being like, here, you should flatten out your back. Yeah, right? I know. I remember the day. I just didn't remember the number. It was 160. I, I remember okay. because uh, I'm very competitive. Cool. And I got 165 or something. Cool. Okay. Um, but uh, and since then... It's, it's, it has jumped up to 170 because I remember I was dead proud of myself. I deadlifted 170. I, I, w- I would be shocked if I got 170 next because I, I, haven't, I haven't deadlifted in so long. But I know at that period of time that I did deadlift to 160, it was maybe a couple of weeks mm. of strength training. Like it was just about reacting. Yeah, that, that, I, didn't, I didn't think it, Again, to build strength, it takes time and a, a lot of a reps um, and a lot of stimulus to the nervous system. So like I would assume that you, you've been actually athletic most of your life that um, you... That's what you can lift. You know, like that's your so here, but so here's my here's my argument. I improved my deadlift from one ten to one seventy mm-hmm. without working on my mobility at all. Because as we said, what I was doing when I had the angry cat was not a deadlift. Yeah, I agree. So my ability to output strength remained pretty much the same. Yeah. But my ability to deadlift moved up sixty kilo without deadlifting because. I could lift maybe 110 with a flat back before, focus on my mobility, and then I could maintain the strength that I already had because we could I could pull around 160 through my nervous system with pure strength. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, my my musculature couldn't support that load. So I, you know, my my nervous system was that strong and remained that strong without strength yeah, training. I, w- I would say that would be your let's say your your untrained sort of upper limit. So let so yeah so let's say sort of not yeah, literally untrained. So let's say. On that day, I, I was glued like I am now to good form. Mm-hmm. My deadlift was probably 100, 110. You think so? Probably. Maybe 120. I'll give you 120. And now the other day, I single leg deadlifted 120 with a flat back without strength training over the last two, three years. And that's simply because I made my body strong. Like Lomachenko, I, didn't, I worked on everything that wasn't the skill. Mm. By focusing all those little things, making one percent improvement, one percent improvement, one percent improvement, that all added up. And I took all those soldiers that were weak, recruited them, strengthened them, put them through boot camp, and took them now out to the, to, to what we used to be able to do, and they performed safely, properly, and yeah. 
And that is the key because again, if anybody's been injured, it's absolute hell. Yeah, it's not good. I currently have a shoulder injury and uh, I have to squat with a safety bar now. And just FYI, that's from squatting. And that's from doing Chris's overloaded progression. Oh, it's not. It's not. It's not. Well, it's definitely not 100%. No, it's not. No, in fairness, in fairness, what a Google, what, what, most likely actually. So I was going to bring this book up yeah. um, earlier. Most uh, likely what the it injury, is. The injury, so uh, two years ago, I fought in the Irish, champ, Irish uh, uh, Senior Championships and um, I tore my rotator, uh, my rotator cuff in the semi-finals. Um, and since then, it's always been kind of niggly, yeah. but I did rehab and all that sort of stuff, working my external rotation. Um, and then after that, me and Brandon had to do a boatload of uh, home workouts and um, it just uh, with that and then punt boxing as well I hit it and hurt it one day and it just hasn't gotten better since and now I just can't get into that back position so. 100% I completely retract my statements I don't blame your strength trainer at all yeah, yeah. that's a good point no, that's, good. that's a good point it's a good point yeah um, yeah guys I mean look I, it could it actually could my bench is getting pretty good as well so uh, it could be actually working so much on the bench it actually could lead to um, my shoulders around a little bit and then that could leave it more exposed it could be it could be a number of things but the big thing is guys look regardless of what you're doing is if you pull yourself figure out what it is and if you don't know what it is again that's why you have coaches who study this for a living because God knows we know you don't have the time so ask the time. yeah exactly ask ask and find out what it is that you're supposed to be doing but I, 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 all I can promise you is that if you make movements towards better form and um, agreeing to them principles no matter what like I said take your ego out of the equation that you will be pain free and progress exactly now again that might just mean you have to step like I was shoulder pressing 17 and a half with poor form and at one stage I had to go back to twos you know yeah, what I mean because I, I, I made that agreement to myself and now I'm back to the 17 and a half but the thing about it is is like that's a hit to your ego can you take it that's the question yeah ego's a ego's a funny thing it is. Um, so, guys, just on that, like I said, I know we kind of went from one thing into another. Um, but as I said, it's a bit. It's, it's also again just on the same on the same vein. It is a big frustration of mine when I see people, you know, lifting really heavy with poor form because they just want to lift heavy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And again, there is a place for lifting heavy, one hundred percent. But there, in my book and in my classes, there is no place for poor form because it is. It's it's kind of it's a false economy. It's like you think you're doing yourself good and you're really not. You're just, you're setting yourself up for a, a big hit somewhere down the road. Yeah. Um, and most of us live a sedentary lifestyle. Most of us sit, I'm sure you've probably seen if you guys are watching this on the on YouTube, I'm sure myself and Chris have fell into poor, poor posture, you know, time and time again. We're contending with that. Sitting is the new smoking. You need to make sure that you're doing something to combat that or you're gonna leave yourself um, paying for it somewhere down the road. Yeah, you're gonna leave yourself prone to injury, and you get one body, you blow out your knee, like you don't get another one. You get Unless one you're really rich, and you get like really good surgery or something. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, again, and again, you'll know if you're really rich because I'll ask this question: Are you really rich? And you go, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am that's rich. I got loads of money. I mean, that's great. Fair play to you. Share some this way. Um, yeah, sign up for fighting fit. Sign up for fighting fit. Let's do it. Let's get sorted. I'm all for it. 
Um, Chris, do you want to leave the guys any take, kind of take home? Any, yeah, we ha- we uh, got new premises again. Just going to remind you, we're super excited about it. Can't wait to unlock our dream gym and uh, do all the stuff that we really, really want to do. Apparently, killing it with the mobility stuff, making sure that everyone is uh, lifting with proper form, making sure everyone gets the body of their dreams, and uh, it's just we're all in the up and up from here. Guys, one thing that we believe here in Fighting Fit is accountability matters, right? Yeah. Something that you don't want to do is hide in the dark. You need to have a relationship with somebody you trust and outsource your ability to control yourself um, to that relationship because you're only human at the end of the day. We're all only human. We all make mistakes. We're all fallible. It's going to happen where you run out of your willpower. Oh, yeah, actually, no, just to interrupt. If you want a quick way to actually overcome that, okay, uh, let's say you're a fighting fit member, but if you're not a fighting fit member, you can just transfer it over. But if you're a fighting fit member, and let's say you haven't showed up for an AM workout in a while, come to me and Brandon, give us a 50 euro note, okay? We'll keep that 50 euro note, and then when you show up for the morning the <laughs> next day, we'll give it back to you. It's and good. if you don't show up, you don't get it. And then when when it comes to it, when you set the alarm and you go, oh shit, I've got good in that. And then you get up and you go, and you, you work out. It's a good tip, but like realistically, like if that is where you're at, yeah, 100%, make it hurt. Make, make not following through what you said hurt. Because again, people who pay, pay attention. Yeah, 100%. Cool. Right, guys, we'll leave it there. Thanks so much for listening. I've been Brandon. I'm Chris. I'll see you in the next one. Peace.